Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody, and welcome. We're at it again. 21 hours later. Back in the studio suite of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. That is Grant. And uh, it's Thursday, June 16th, day 4723, day 513 of America Held Hostage. We'll get to this date in history in mere moments. But to kind of pick up on what we've discussed this week when we start the show, Going to James 1, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. You know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. The one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls, its beauty perishes, so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Stop right there. Be steadfast under trial. There is a great temptation to lose our minds as you go through the news. And look, I just want you to, for a second, get in my sandbox, okay? I consume all of this stuff most every day. And I've learned over the 21 now years of doing this show how to protect myself. And so I, I, I caution you. Don't be so caught up in what's going on and how difficult things are to lose sight of your faith. I, I, I know there are just so many things that are assaulting your sensibilities. 
and you can you can go nuts sending links and calling friends and just dwelling on all of this 24-7. There is no shortage. And again, I said, play in my sandbox for a little bit. I consume this stuff every single day. And I'm weighing and measuring, okay, what do I talk about? What don't I talk about? And so I try to always find a balance, but I always want to remind you, and and one of the ways I do that is the first thing we talk about, and and my hope is that people that wake up later in the show check the podcast out. And I, I need to do a better job of reminding people to go back to the podcast. If you start listening at seven in the morning, I need that I need people that start at seven in the morning, come back and listen at six to hear these segments. To be reminded of our faith. I just posted a blog. Ron DeSantis sitting down with Dennis Prager at a live forum of some kind. And it's one three and a half minute question and answer. There are things the governor says that honestly rang so true to me because I've been saying them for 21 years. And quite candidly, Ron DeSantis is just a little bit older than my oldest son. And so it's it was refreshing to know that the thoughts that we talk about here, that I'm telling you, you listen to this, you'll go, wow, I've heard that before. Keep your focus, keep your faith. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. mayor of realville dispensing information at the speed of sound and if you're lucky he'll be wearing his clark kent glasses today the morning show with preston scott u.s open begins today at the country club brookline mass the site of the greatest game ever played i didn't realize they were going back to brookline Oh, that's... And what's cool is they've been talking about Francis we met all week long. One of the greatest stories in the history of sports. Francis we met, an American, a young man... And don't forget Eddie. ...who lived across the street from the golf course. Sort of nudged into competing in the U.S. Open professionals Harry Varden Ted Ray from across the pond Varden the consummate gentleman of golf Ray a little more rough around the edges they would watch we met play and were astounded by what they saw, congratulated him, spoke so highly of him. They ended up in a three-man playoff. 18-hole, three-man playoff after the tournament. They all three tied. And we met wins. And just an extraordinary story. The caddy for Francis we met was a 10-year-old boy. 
Eddie Lowry, who basically was playing hooky to caddy for Francis. And <laughs> Skipping once, school, getting tardies. <laughs> and once once we met advanced to the tournament play, the um, the head of the United States delegation wanted Francis to have a professional caddy. We met would have none of it and kept with the 10-year-old boy who had to rig his bag a certain way to keep it from dragging on the ground. <laughs> and so they stayed as a team, and we met wins. Ends up having a, a just a remarkable amateur career and goes on to professional life. Eddie Lowry ends up being a multimillionaire, and they became friends the rest. They were friends the rest of their lives. Just a, it's a it's a great story. So I'm I'm very intrigued by this. It's it's an old school golf course, little redesigned number of years ago, and so it'll be fun to watch if you love golf. Today in history, June sixteenth, nineteen sixty seven, thousands of young people flocked to the Monterey Pop Festival in Monterey, California, the first widely promoted rock music festival. Nineteen thirty three, Franklin Delano Roosevelt launches his New Deal recovery program. Mm-mm-mm. That's I a dark day in history. Yes and no. I understand why he did it, but it's like anything else. Government programs don't end. It's it's so hard to kill one. FDR didn't plan on Social Security to last forever. Here it is. Social Security. Socialism Security. But at the time, there was a need to help some people. Henry Burliner makes one of the first helicopter flights, reaching a height of seven feet, College Park, Maryland in 1922. We're going backwards if you haven't figured that out. 1884, the first American roller coaster opens in Coney Island. Been there, had a Nathan's hot dog at Coney Island. It's awesome. There's just... The only time a hot dog's ever tasted better was at a baseball park. I mean, Coney Island's great. Don't misunderstand me to have a Nathan's hot dog. But any baseball park in America serving a hot dog is just a thing of beauty. And lastly, Abraham Lincoln gives his house divided speech in Springfield in 1858. I've always wondered what he sounded like. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. If you are listening to my voice anywhere in the southeastern part of the United States, especially around us, Florida, Panhandle, Big Bend, Man, it is hot out there. Yesterday, late in the afternoon, we're talking 5, 5.30. I went around watering plants because I knew we weren't going to get much rain yesterday or today. And I could just feel it. And I was drenched just walking outside watering plants. 
and not because I dropped the hose and it got all over me. Although I was tempted to just spray it up in the air and jump underneath it. <laughs> it and, and I mean this as serious as I can be. We're going to talk about it again with Dr. Steve Steverson. Your pets, your children, yourself. If you work an outdoor job by now, you absolutely should know the do's and don'ts. If you're an outdoor person, your job requires you to be outside, construction, landscaping, whatever it might be. You should know the 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 do's and don'ts of this kind of heat and making sure you're protected with with a big old hat and plenty of water. I mean, I mean a big 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 jug of water. We're talking a cooler, you know, one of those 5-gallon coolers filled with water type things for you and others in the crew. Don't mess around with this stuff. Do not do it. We're, I'm already seeing stories of people having trouble, pets having trouble. So remember your pets. They need lots of water, especially if they're outside. But honestly, this is a day, if you can do it, work inside as much as possible. I'm going to go hit some golf balls today, but I'm going like almost immediately after the show. And I'm going to be done. And I'm going to be inside my car before the the worst of the heat and then i will be inside my home uh i'll turn some sprinklers on later today but um anyway just just the heat is there arizona got to um 113 the other day oh but it's a dry heat yeah that's what they say it is now i lived there 20 years there is a difference um I didn't perspire very much just out in heat because the lack of humidity. But if you factor in any level of humidity, then it becomes oppressive. But inside cars, we're talking 225. Inside a closed car, 225. So when I saw this story, on one hand, I was like, this is awesome. But on the other hand, I was... I was so ahead of my time. I was so ahead of the times. When I did, I worked for a small Christian station in Phoenix, Arizona in the mid, early mid 1980s. And I had left a really big station, a secular station. And I just, just one of those things God laid on my heart, and I went to work for this small contemporary Christian music station. I did afternoon drive, and I had a feature, I've talked about it a couple times, called Dashboard Cooking. I did a feature where I would test recipes, and I had people send me their recipes or ideas on what to try cooking in the car while you're working during the day. Because your car gets to 200, 225 degrees. In the dashboard, even hotter. I had perfected a recipe for dashboard brownies, which was the most requested recipe. And back in those days, we had little cards printed up and, and our, our receptionist would just mail out the recipe cards to people that would mail in and ask for it. We could cook hot dogs and roasts on the engine block that is utterly wild you you can what you did is you for example you would take a roast a small one 
You'd wrap it in foil, put your seasoning on it, all that stuff, put it in a pan, and set it on the engine block. Because as you drove to work, your engine's getting hot, right? So it's already hot. It's like preheating the oven. Wait, you so s- you're driving? No, 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 no. <laughs> you you drive to work. Gotcha. You got the pan in the back. I thought you were driving to work. Your, engines, your engine heats up. So as a result, the engine compartment's preheated. You put the roast in, shut the hood. Because it's wrapped in foil, you're not getting any seepage or anything of any any gas, oil, anything like that. Any smells. And by the end of the day, you have slow cooked a roast from the radiant heat. So this guy, Joe Brown, has turned into a TikTok phenom cooking in and on his car in Arizona, in Phoenix. I'm like, man, I did that in the 1980s, brother. Come on. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Clouded World. Consider him your truth detector. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-five minutes after the hour of the morning show, the Fed raised interest rates by seventy-five basis points. What that means is, for you, the cost of borrowing money is up. The cost of credit on your credit cards. is likely up because most credit cards are tied to the Fed rate. You might have one that's locked in, but a lot of them are variable and tied to the Fed rate. And so they could jump like ridiculously so. I mean, they're not even close. You know, the the they're expecting to bring the 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 interest rate up to 3.4% by the end of the year. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty cheap, but not compared to recent years and or decades. In fact, it's the first time since 1994 they've jumped the the, the base rate that much, that quickly. And just a few months ago, they were anticipating rates to hit 2.5% by the end of the year. So they're accelerating the speed in which they're raising rates and they're lifting the ceiling up by almost a full point. Why? That's how bad inflation is running away. Here's the problem. As we talked about yesterday, this knocks you into a recession. A recession is almost unavoidable. It isn't the end of the world. 
it's something you just need to be mindful of. Okay? Now, that's one story. This one is a big story in the press box three times this morning because of the significance of it. It has happened in Tennessee in one particular county. The thought is this could be a thing. And there is a significant warning to you parents to pass on to your kids. They have been finding folded dollar bills, currency, in parking lots, neatly folded. And inside, the smallest amount of white powdery substance which is proving to be methamphetamine and fentanyl. If your kids don't know what they're doing and they touch that stuff, if they if that accidentally turns into a... If they unfold it, open up the bill and it goes and they inhale any bit of that, they will die. Now, if you touch the stuff, you can have issues. If you promptly wash your hands, this according to the Drug Enforcement Administration, if you immediately wash your hands, you reduce the chance of there being any complication. But let me ask you a question. How many of your kids would know to do that? How many of your kids would know to not touch that bill? Hence the warning. And Joe with Preston Scott. They're going to get a... I... I'm just... Which... Which... Knock, knock. Who's that? On WFLA. Now, the, the warning is coming from Giles County Sheriff's Department in uh, in Tennessee and they've sent out a flyer and I just showed Grant because I, j- I wanted another voice here and there's a f- picture of a penny and this just the smallest amount of powder next to it yeah it probably I mean a few grains of salt uh yeah I mean if you're talking about how much was on it compared to the penny, it would not have covered Lincoln's forehead. <laughs> it was that little amount of substance at all. And that amount can kill you. An adult. I told you that DEA snagged at the border enough fentanyl in December to kill every person in this country. And there's another substance coming in from China that's worse. This isn't about, oh, come on, Preston. What are the people do this stuff? They're finding it on parking lots, in playgrounds. They're they they're they're finding these dollar bills folded up. So all I'm asking you to do, out of an abundance 
abundance of caution is if your child tell them if they see a a folded up dollar bill, five dollar bill, but it's a dollar. What what's the first thing a kid's gonna do? They're gonna pick it up and they're gonna unfold it. Immediately that powder becomes potential excuse me, potentially airborne. I'm asking you to just tell them about this and and say to them, if you see a folded up piece of currency, a dollar, a, a bill, come get you. Notify an adult. And, and again, it, it, it's it's significant enough to me the show, my show's heard all over the country, but the fact of the matter is, evil is everywhere. And this is the type of thing that likely is going to be seen in other parts of the country. It's probably already happening. So, out of an abundance of caution, I'm letting you know. The gun writer, I don't know if you've heard of him, um, Lee Williams. I really, this is a a website I strongly recommend. If you're interested in the Second Amendment, especially Floridians, thegunwriter.substack.com. Thegunwriter.substack.com. You will get great information from Lee. I, I probably need to find a way to get him on the show. Miami police is holding a gun buyback this Saturday, this weekend. It's going to be at Miami City Hall. They're calling it Guns for Ukraine. They're doing gift cards of $50 for a handgun, $100 for a shotgun or rifle, $150 for a high-powered rifle, otherwise known as a two two three, an AR, an AK-47. I don't know who would want to do that. Probably someone that stole guns. But no one that owns a gun is going to do anything For 50 like this. Bucks. It's ridiculous. But slap me in the face, why don't you? Hold on. Allegedly, according to police, he called. They're sending these guns to Ukraine. He writes, "Therein lies the problem. Shipping firearms to a foreign country without proper export licenses violates federal law." specifically the International Traffic and Arms Regulations, known as ITAR. It also violates Florida Statute 790-08, which regulates what police can do with firearms or other weapons that come under their control. So the long and the short of it is, Miami police had no idea that they couldn't do what they're doing. They're literally law enforcement. And you would think they would have someone check, like, oh, I don't know, the city attorney? Anyway, it's just, it's, it, it, whatever. Look, Miami's got, I believe, a Republican mayor, but this is comical. I do what you're talking about. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. <laughs> I just, I told Grant, all right, to the to the hall, end of the hall and back in a minute 30. I actually had to go to the end of the hallway, take a left and go to the end of that hallway to our printer because I needed to print this story from the Epoch Times. John Kerry, speaking at a forum. Lurch. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Little little uh throwback to Rush. Thank you, sir. Um Speaking at a forum, Kerry said that Republicans and some analysts have suggested that we need more drilling. We need to go back to coal. He said, no, we don't. We absolutely don't. He said that he will push back on alleged false narratives that the United States needs to drill more and use more traditionally energy sources. This was at uh, USC, Southern Cal, Center for Public Diplomacy, just a few days ago. We have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this. False narrative? Sweet Lord, you're in a state that's charging almost $7 a gallon for gas. It's not a false narrative. Oh, by the way, I got a note here from Annette. Just heard that parts of Ohio are implementing rolling electricity blackouts because of the power grid. All righty then, how do all the better-than-sliced-bread electric cars get charged to go to work? Get the kids to school. There are no schools, not much school going on right now in that. Uh, get to the grocery store, etc. I want to know the answer. I love technological advances, but for now we still need fossil fuels. No, and she's exactly right. I mean, she's saying what a lot of us absolutely know and have repeatedly asked and pointed out. No matter what you may think about renewable energy, it's not there yet. The technology's not there. Why would anyone oppose it if it worked? If it was cost effective, if it really provided what we need, it doesn't. You can't you can't run the world. You can't run American manufacturing waiting a day to charge a vehicle. You need to take a few minutes, put some fuel in it and rock and roll. You don't have that option to to run factories and plants. We don't have the grid to power if if the cars, if everybody converted to electric tomorrow, we couldn't sustain that. I don't. I'm... And then you've got John Kerry doing something that, first of all, why does he even have a job? What is his job? Is he still the climate czar? Yeah. Yeah, the he climate is. Climate envoy. I think yeah. czar is a good word for him. Yeah, he is. It's anyway, real quickly here. Monday, Moms for Liberty in Leon County hosting a movie night at Life Point Church. Whose children are they? Exposing the hidden agenda in America's schools. Now, it it is a ticketed event. Eleven dollars for adults, nine for kids. Uh, drinks and popcorn will be available for purchase. But um, if you'd like some intel on what's going on and your need to be informed and involved in what's going on in our public schools, there you go. Um, Life Point Church, Monday night. I'll, I'll, I can't remind you again except tomorrow, so I'll remind you again tomorrow. Uh, we're off on Monday. So, uh, so there you go. Um. I told Grant, we got Steve Stewart coming up in just a little bit. Jeremy Matlow, city commissioner, shamelessly. You know, he's allowed to brainwash his child. That That's perfectly his prerogative. That's his child. But using his child on Facebook for political points is really loathsome.
And so he's giving his child the uber-left, illiberal, cowardly, yes, cowardly, uh, unsafe advice on his views on gun control to his child. And and it, it's unbelievable. It was brought to my attention by a listener. I looked at it, I listened to it, and I immediately sent a link to it to all the other city commissioners. And many of them will agree with him, I'm sure. The problem is they're all wrong. Their ideas don't keep children safer. They make children more vulnerable. But that's the whole point of illiberalism. They think that they can disarm this country. That's never going to happen. Because doing so endangers everybody in this country. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a lot of things going on locally with Steve Stewart of Tallahassee Reports. It's the second hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. It's the second hour of the morning show with Preston Scott for Thursday, June 16th, show number 4,723. Grant Allen running the radio program. He's there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B, and I am Preston Scott. And joining me on the phone line is the executive editor of Tallahassee Reports, Steve Stewart. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Preston. I'm doing fine. I I tell you, it's a little warm out there already. Yeah, a little hot, a little muggy, no doubt. Time to be careful if you're working outside. Um, I I had sent you, before the show even started, something that was forwarded to me, Facebook post by Commissioner Jeremy Matlow. Um, Your thoughts? Yeah, I I saw that a couple days ago. I mean, look, you know, this is sort of the politics that we're uh, we're in now. Um, It's sending signals. Um, you know, the first thing I thought is, obviously, you know, this was uh, um, a video, uh, I guess, at an anti-gun rally or gun regulation rally, and he was making a point with his young son. You know, he just puts kids back into the middle of these things, and we've already talked about this with schools and the gender identity stuff. And so I just don't know, um, you know, it looks in a way like you're pandering, using kids to make a, uh, to, to carry a message. Um, you know, the first thing I thought about was, you know, what if that was a pro-life march? How would that be explained? And so, you know, it's just sort of where we are. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, in this segment wanted to talk about elections, and this sort of is a good segue because, you know, we've got the elections coming up. Qualifying is this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Qualifying is, is when you actually, you know, go and pay a fee and say, listen, I want my name on the ballot. Everything before this was sort of like, yeah, I'm raising money and this is what I want to do. So that ends on Friday. Uh, it's all week. And so people have started to, you know, to go, go down and they want to get their name on a ballot. Some, I think, very interesting elections. I mean, we've got two empty seats on the Leon County Commission, um, District 2, which includes Fort Braden. Uh, there, I think there's going to end up being four people that are four or five people that will qualify to run for that seat. That was a seat that Jimbo Jackson um, was elected to. Um, and then District 5, where uh, Christian Dozier is vacating to run for mayor, there's going to be, I think, five people running for that. The big thing there is you're going to get two new voices on the Leon County uh, Commission, and that, you know, two new voices that have no experience 
Um, and I don't mean that as a negative thing. They're not a, a, no a lot of people with previous elected experience. So a lot of things can change, uh, obviously, with uh, two new votes. Um, on the city side, you know, everything is sort of anchored in in terms of who's running. It's all about money. Uh, everybody was looking at Mayor or uh, County Commissioner Christian Dozier's um, campaign report this this month. She raised about another nine thousand dollars. So she is gonna she's gonna head into the summer at a distinct uh, a distinct disadvantage on the money side. Uh, Mayor John Daly's raised about two hundred and thirty thousand. Uh, she has about seventy thousand, um, and so it'll be interesting to see if you know how much of a difference that plays. Obviously, things have changed so much in elections. Over the years, uh, walking door to door is not as big a deal as it was, you know, 10 years ago uh, because of a number of reasons. Um, social media is going to play a bigger role in this. So you begin to wonder how much uh, the money is going to make a difference in that race because both have really high name ID. Um, the Bellamy Matlow race, um, uh, David Bellamy's got 250000 and Jeremy Matlow's got 100000 And so I think they're both going to obviously be able to get their, their message out. Um, one thing I wanted to add, which is a little bit of a surprise, is uh, the school board race. And I and I, and I the number slips my mind now, but I think it's district. Uh, I think it's district three. It's the Didi Rasmussen seat. Um, there was a lot of thought that Alex Stimley, who lost to her two years ago, uh, would not run again. Um, Lori Cox uh, had uh, got in and raised a lot of money. There's another um, woman that has was running, but in the last minute this week, I got a call from Mr. Stimley. He said he was going down to file his paperwork. We broke the story, and sure enough, today he is listed as being qualified. So that will add a dynamic to a school board race, um, and we'll see how that unfolds. Steve Stewart with us this morning from Tallahassee Reports. Again, subscribe, get that paper. It's where you will get information based on honest, objective, investigative reporting. Data-based, data-driven, fact-driven reporting. TallahasseeReports.com. More with Steve in a moment. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Driving across the country, delivering the goods we rely on. I say you are all essential workers. And we thank all of you. Welcome to The Morning Show with Preston Scott. He's the executive editor, Tallahassee Report. Steve Stewart with us this morning. Steve talking about elections and uh, and fundraising. I'm just curious, how big of a role is fundraising in school board races historically? Do you, do you remember? You know, it's a, the school board races are interesting. First of all, they're like the county and not like the city. They're districts, so they're smaller areas. So you don't need as, you know, you, you can have someone who is popular in a section of town. Right you know, a popular teacher or somebody, a community leader, and you don't really have to raise a lot of money. Um, so and it's a lot easier to cover. So I, I've never viewed money in the school district races as being much of a factor. Um, but, you know, obviously the superintendent is a totally different story because you're covering, the, you know, all of Leon County. Um, and so, but 
you know, having said that, I think, uh, you know, with the advent of social media, you can spend a lot of money, um, you know, running ads on social media. And so I guess from that standpoint, it's just a, it's a little bit different. You know, back in my day when I ran, it was direct mail and, and walking neighborhoods. Um, I've talked to a lot of candidates saying walking neighborhoods is not, is not the thing anymore. Uh, people are very reluctant to answer the door. Um, and so, you know, there's, so, you know, from that standpoint, it would seem like money does play a little bit more of a role. But from a school board race, most people that get in, I think, have a consistency. Um, take example, Lori Cox and Alex Demley. I mean, they've both worked in the school system in, their, in, in the area they're running, you know, for at least 10 years. So, um, you know, they, they, I don't think they need to raise a lot of money at that point. Will you be doing profiles of all the school board uh, candidates, including the incumbents, in the coming months? Yes, we've been interviewing uh, candidates. We've covered all the city commission races, and we've put up some articles. But we'll put up more of a comparative article. I'll identify which you know which are the important issues where there's differences. As I've always said, you know, if you're going to run for office, especially if you're running against an incumbent, the main thing is to talk about why you're different. Um, you know, and so uh, incumbents have this advantage to begin with, and if you're running just to run, you know the incumbent usually is going to win, but you've got to, you've got to talk about why you're different. That's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to get at. And obviously, as you can imagine, you know, on the city side and even on the County side, the dope vote is a major, is a major um, issue uh, for the challengers. The school board has the, uh, the superintendent most notably has listed new school assignments for principals in the, in the district. Uh, you called one of them. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot, of, and we're going to have some more reporting on this, not only just the principals, but there's a lot of changes um, with personnel, and I think it's important for parents to uh, know exactly who's leaving their school, who's coming in. Obviously, the principals are uh, more visible, so that gets, uh, you know, that gets press release uh, um, level type of uh, exposure, But and we'll have some more reports on that. But yeah, the, you know, Monfort Middle School, which has been in the news and what we've been writing about. Um, and been getting a lot of phone calls about the administration there. Uh, the principal there, Louis Blessing, has been moved to the district, as they say. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, um, I guess that's become the place where everybody goes. It's sort of like the train station, you know? Um, and you go back years. That's what principals um, who are, uh, you know, I get, it, it's, you never really know the truth. Uh, so they put a new principal in Montford, Tony McQuaid, um, who I hope to interview soon. Um, uh, from I've talked to a couple people. Evidently, he's got a you know, good reputation, good experience. But the Montford uh, issue, a lot of parents complaining about the leadership there. And then now Mr. Blessing is getting, I guess, it's, from what I heard, it's a promotion, and he'll be heading up some curriculum. Of course it is. Yeah, let's let's exactly. take someone that's not good at what they do and give them a raise. Isn't that the American one? No, that's the Leon <laughs> County School way. Hey, so if you get a call, you or Grant get a call, and they say they want to move you to the district, it comes with a pay raise, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing on the on the school <laughs> on the the uh, on the schools issues over the summer, and this is going on all over the state. Actually, I wrote a story for a Florida Capital Star. You know, there's there's a couple things here. Obviously, Superintendent Hannah is having to address the LGBTQ guide, which is supposed to come before the school board this summer. Um, he's talked about having a training session with teachers about activism in the classroom and how to deal with social media, because we've had a lot of reports in the past about 
you know, about some of the comments made there. But throughout the state, people are having to, our school districts are wrestling or scrambling to implement the parental rights and education legislation. Um, and some of the uh, gender-related issues um, have to be in place by July 1st. Uh, the Department of Education has sent a memo that uh, that part of the law goes into effect July 1st. So these guides um, are being edited and reviewed all over the state. And just for example, we talked about the gender-bred person, Palm Beach County Schools. Um, they're, you know, they're removing that from their guide. Um, and so anyway, it, it's a, it'll be interesting to see how much of this gets done before school starts in the fall and, and the impact, obviously. Steve Stewart with us. Another segment to go on the morning show with Preston Scott. WFLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. Back with Steve Stewart of Tallahassee Reports. We're talking about things going on in and around Florida's capital city. And Steve, development, we were just talking how how tenuous the balance is here in the capital city and how quickly it could turn into a debacle and this return to let's try to make people live and work downtown. No, so look, I've been trying to push this for a while, and, and I just this issue, and there's a development on the southeast side of town. Uh, National Home Builder has come in, and they want to expand the urban services area. All three of the 150-acre or so parcels, they're in three different locations. They all border the USA now. The, the urban services area is where you can get uh, um, infrastructure services, you know, the stormwater, water and sewer, electric, and it's sort of a boundary to guide development. And you expand it when you need more homes. Um, you look at your projections and you say, yes, we can expand this um, because, first of all, one of the first requirements is, in, is it does it touch the USA already? And some of the land is already in the USA. So this is, this is one of these votes that really tells you where this community is headed. And right now there's a technical argument, which I'm going to get to the bottom of, of do we need the housing? And that's based – it's a formula. You look at the – uh, you look at population projections in the next 20 years, and you look at how much developable land you have within the USA. Staff is saying that we need the homes. Um, there are a group of people who oppose it that are saying we don't. So that's a technical, technical argument, and we can get to the bottom of that, and, I, and I'll do that. But on the other side of this is listening to some of the groups that are showing up to speak and actually some of the elected officials, and we're starting to hear language very progressive language about how we don't need to uh, be promoting growth outside the USA. We need to promote more equity in residential housing. Um, we need more affordable housing. We need to build in the urban core so we don't have cars on the road. Um, and so you can just hear the, the tenor of what they're talking about. They use the word equity a lot. And so the problem here is it does get technical and they start using this as, you know, developers are bad people. They're against affordable housing. Um, and so, look, at the vote, which, again, I went down to the meeting, they vote, the city and the county vote separately. The city voted three to two. Um, Commissioner Mallow and Commissioner Porter were against uh, expanding the USA. And on the county side, it was four to two. 
um, Commissioner Proctor and Commissioner Minor voted against um, expanding the USA. Now, as I told you, Commissioner Proctor's vote was more a protest about procedure than I think expanding the USA, and, and we'll flush that out over the coming weeks. So the county but, was actually more of a 5-1 vote than really? I, yeah, based on the comments that I heard, exactly. Okay. Uh, um, he, he wanted to vote for each development separately, um, and so um, and there's, there's a good argument for that. But, but anyway, the thing that I think is important to understand is that, look, there, there are very few conservatives, no conservatives or moderates, or I should say no conservatives or Republicans running for the city. There's one district where you may have, where you do have a conservative or moderate running. But this is about the debate between the Democratic Party. And on the progressive side of this, they want, they think they're looking at bigger cities and they want to be more like a bigger city. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, and I think the message needs to get out. I mean, is, is the downtown, are people like that live in Waverly and Benton Hills and Woodgate, are they ready for the kind of urban infill that, that these people want to support? And I think that's the thing that, that we've got, the message we've got to get out. Now, maybe they do. And if they do, hey, you know, the majority votes. And if they win, that's fine. But I think it's important to understand that, you know, this is sort of where they're headed. Uh, again, the buzzwords, urban core, urban infill, equity, affordable housing. How about some um, other buzzwords? Seattle, Portland. How about those buzzwords? <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that affordable housing is the most overused word because you've got to have affordable housing at different levels. And it's not just people that don't have jobs or, or people that do have jobs want to be able to buy houses. And there's been, there's a lack of supply. Look, Commissioner Welch, who was the district uh, representative uh, for the Northeast, made a pretty impassioned plea that, look, we're growing, and all you got to do is look at the prices of housing. People are coming here, and they want to, and they can afford these houses, but we don't have the supply, and we need to build more houses. I don't. He's definitely not, a, a, you know, a right wing or a conservative. On the same side of that, uh, Christian Dozier is known for being progressive. She's voted for this the expansion of the USA also. This is more of an ideological battle than I think it is than it is a practical battle. And we'll get to the bottom of the numbers and see, you know, if we do actually need these homes based on uh, the policies that are in place. Libs versus Uber Libs. It's kind of fun for TV watching. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we, we, <laughs> all right, Preston, I'll, I'll be in studio next week. Promise. All right, you'll be with Grant. I will be off, but he will be here hosting <laughs> you, sir. All right. We'll do well. Thank you. Thank you, Steve Stewart. Get the newspaper, TallahasseeReports.com. Morning Joe with Preston Scott. Go ahead. Make my day. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. All right. It, it is incumbent upon me to just point out for those of you living in Georgia, and listening to the program, and we have a lot of loyal listeners in Georgia. Do 
your due diligence regarding the messaging of one Georgia and Dennis, the former deputy sheriff. I have invited Dennis, air quotes, the former deputy sheriff to come on the program uh, through one Georgia, which by the way, that's Stacey Abrams. One Georgia equals Stacey Abrams. And so take what you hear with a a grain of salt and do your research because you'll find that um, sharing partial truths is not entire truth. And city after city, state after state shows that constitutional carry reduces gun crime because the good guys have more guns and the bad guys don't. It doesn't stop a bad person because you still, to buy a firearm at a gun dealer, you still have to you still have to go through a uh, a check. And anyone who thinks that that criminals were going to get a concealed carry permit, you've lost your mind. It's 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 such a a, a foolish argument, series of arguments being made. So I just I just suggest. As you, any, any political advertisement, do your job and look into the claims. That's, that's all I'm asking you to do. Big story in the press box today. Yes, the Fed raised the interest rate, which means the cost of borrowing money goes up. The cost of any balance on your credit card starts to go up. If it's tied to the uh, to the Fed rate, and most every single one of them uh, is tied, nearly every credit card interest rate is tied to the Fed rate in some form or fashion. So just be advised. Um, the Fed has contributed to the problem with massive quantitative easing. I mean, they've been printing money and throwing it into the into the uh, economy for a couple years now, a year and a half at least. And we just keep spending. And so we just keep printing. And it's just, anyway. The other thing that is a big story in the press box is warn your kids and your children, uh, kids being tweeners and teens, and, and this just for you to know, do not pick up folded dollar bills in parking lots, playgrounds, anywhere. Um, it is a growing problem of fentanyl being put in those dollar bills in minuscule amounts. It might not, it might not even be noticeable. Uh, sheriff in, uh, in Tennessee, Giles County, Tennessee, sending out a notice and saying, hey, uh, parents, warn your kids. This is being found. The amount of fentanyl, as Grant described wouldn't cover abraham lincoln's forehead on a penny they showed the amount on a penny and it would kill you and it would kill your children so if you see a folded up neatly folded dollar bill do not pick it up instruct your kids do not pick it up we come back dr steve steverson talk about our four-legged friends the preston show with morning scott what? Forty-one minutes after the hour. Remember, 
can uh, interact with the radio program, just follow us on Twitter at TMS Preston Scott or send me an email, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Pause for thought. Dr. Steve Steverson joins us a couple times each month from the Bradfordville Animal Hospital. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, Preston. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, saddened to hear that uh, despite us talking about it a couple of times, we are still seeing pets that are just being overwhelmed by the heat. The heat, we're talking heat index today of about 110 or so, and you're seeing it in practice. Yes, you know, this has been a uh, just a t- tremendous heat wave, uh, Preston, and we have seen several dogs with heat stroke already. It's not even, um, the, it not, we're not even through June yet. So uh, this is definitely a huge issue for us right now. Uh, like we talked about uh, before, always make sure that your pet has access to plenty of fresh, cool water, um, lots of shade, and access to a fan, either a ceiling fan or a box fan, to give them some moving air to sit in front of or underneath to help them keep cool. Or better yet, in these tremendous uh, warm days, keep them inside in the air conditioning. Yeah, I was going to say this is kind of one of those times that uh, just you just got to maybe keep them out of the 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 heat because it extends into the late late afternoon and even early evening. Yes, it does. Um, you got to be really careful walking your dog. It, it, it takes it hours to cool down after the sun goes down. You know, so uh, walking your pets best if you're going to take them for a walk, make it a short walk and do it early in the morning, not uh, in the evening right after the sun goes down because it's still really hot and humid out until you know 10 or 11 p.m you know you gave this tip a couple years ago i just think it bears repeating that if the pavement is too hot for us to walk in our bare feet it is too hot for our pets absolutely absolutely um they can get blisters and burns on their on their pads of their feet just like we can on our feet and so you gotta be really careful on the hot asphalt because uh, it can get really hot. You can fry an egg on asphalt in Tallahassee right now. So you got to be really, really careful putting your pet on, on hot asphalt. All right. Another thing I wanted us to touch on, and, and you'd mentioned this to me, is you frequently get dogs and cats into practice after ill-fated attempts by owners to trim nails. I, I'll be candid with you. I never had the courage to trim the nails on my dogs. I just was always worried about cutting them too close and – and causing a problem, what are the common mistakes made and what are the best ways to do it? Yeah, you know, all you have to do is, is mess up once and trim a dog's nail too short and you'll never want to do it again, that's for sure. Um, so, number one, if you've never trimmed your pet's nails before and you want to attempt it, uh, I would recommend going to your veterinarian and have your veterinarian or, or a veterinary technician show you how to properly trim nails. That, uh, you're just way ahead of the ballgame if you have them show you first. Um, but you always want to just trim the very tip of the dog's nail off. If your if your pet's nails uh, don't extend below the pads, you probably don't need to trim them. Um, you know, if you have a big active dog that races around outside, they'll wear their nails down naturally. You know, you have a Rottweiler or a Labrador Retriever. We rarely have to trim nails on those dogs because typically they wear them down on their own. Not all of them, but most of them. Um, a lot of the smaller dogs don't wear their nails down as, as efficiently, so they have to be trimmed back. What about cats? So, um, cats, uh, cats will, um, you know, if you if you have a good scratching post, your cat will keep their nails really sharp. They'll keep them short but sharp. I was <laughs> going to so say they're always filing to... to cut your throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you always want to make sure you trim your cat's nails back too, and so you can trim that little dagger off of the tip of a cat's nail, 
um, very easily. You want to use a specific pet nail trimmer. Don't use your little flat nail trimmers you use on your nails. Right. Um, a cat's nails and a dog's nails are round, and so they need a different type of trimmer. And so make sure you get the proper tools. Uh, make sure in a nice, comfortable, quiet environment uh, where things are calm and your pet is calm. Um, and then go ahead and attempt to trim, trim the tip off of one nail and see how they respond. And if they're comfortable with that, you can continue on to do more nails. Um, with the dog, a lot of times you can take some peanut butter and smear it on a, a, a Tupperware lid. Or they actually make a little silicone mat that has rubber uh, cups on the bottom so it'll stick down on a surface. You can put that down with peanut butter smeared on it. And your dog can lick that peanut butter while you're trimming their nails. It'll keep them distracted. So Put it on your forehead. That'll keep them distracted. Yeah, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> Not in your eyes, though. <laughs> I like the idea of letting a professional do it, but that's just me. All right, Dr. Steverson, yeah, thanks definitely. so much. We'll talk again. Great. Thanks, Preston. Thank you, sir. Dr. Steve Steverson, twice a month. First and third Thursdays on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Show with Preston Scott. You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 no. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Fifty-two minutes after the hour, Kim Moore, Tallahassee Community College. Dr. Moore will be joining us shortly. Vice President of Innovation. What a what a burdensome title that might be. Not quite as much as Director of Knowledge. That's what. I mean, that is a burdensome title. Heavy is the crown, sir. Heavy <laughs> is the crown. But but I mean. Wonder if her friends walk up to her and go, Dr. Moore, uh, innovate. Give me an idea. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start a business and I want you to give me an idea. You're the, you're the vice president of innovation. Come on. Now we'll talk about the job market in the region and, uh, different careers. There are jobs everywhere, everywhere. And uh, Tallahassee Community College always innovating, finding ways to uh, to help you find the right career path. But now it's time on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. And making music with my friends is a bit of a theme here. I have an email. People are writing me now with suggestions for road trips. Look at this. Cool. Yes. You sounded like your grandmother there. Cool. <laughs> I happen to know how your grandmother sounds. Cool. You just you you just dropped that bomb right there. She'd be so proud. Um, here's the roadie suggestion. Muscle Shoals, Alabama. 
about 400 miles away. What is significant? Fame recording studio. The Rattlesnake Saloon, a restaurant inside a cave. The Coon Dog Cemetery, just for coon dogs with marble monuments and everything. The Natchez Trace Parkway. The Shiloh National Military Park, 65 miles from Muscle Shoals. Bill wrote in, he said, we did this a few years ago, had a great time. This, is, this sounds like all in the northwest Alabama, northeast Mississippi region. It is, in fact, uh, let me zoom out here. It is exactly in the northwest part of the state. It is almost a straight west from Huntsville. And it is fairly close to the uh, Mississippi border. But if you if you look at, for example, the background, Fame Recording Studios, it was known as the hit recording capital of the world. Aretha Franklin, the Osmonds, Mac Davis, Dwayne Allman, all came to Muscle Shores to record at Fame Recording Studios. Huh. I'd have never guessed it. And so, I mean, it's incredible. Muscle Shoals, I believe, hosted the Stones and the Beatles. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. Look at that. That's pretty cool. So, there's your road trip suggestion. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the Look, mountain. I understand man. gas prices are making this just brutally, agonizingly difficult and expensive to go on roadies, but maybe you're going to go on a road trip. And if you do, there you go. We'll let this take us to the top of the hour in news. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Let's go. Five minutes after the hour. It's the third hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. Wasting no time. Grant Allen there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. And I am joined by, I don't know if you heard me joking about it, the the Vice President of Innovation for Tallahassee Community College Workforce (laughs) Development, Dr. Kim Moore. I was just saying, do people walk up to you and say, give me ideas? Give me ideas. Tell me. Tell me what you think. You're the Vice President of Innovation. Come on. Innovate. Now. (laughs) Tell me some more. Tell me some more. Innovate. (laughs) Yeah, I actually think that. I mean, it's like a, I won't call it a slot slot machine, but certainly um, the vendor machine. Hey, put something in there. Give me the idea. What does that look like? Yeah. And and right now, I think there are a lot of employers out there that that really, if there was such a thing, they'd be pulling the lever because. Yes. I don't know what you do. We're told there's full employment, but Mm -mm. there's a gazillion jobs out there. There are a gazillion jobs and such a great point and and way to open our session because when you think about it, you know, Florida statewide, 600,000 plus um, jobs that are available, new jobs being created all the time with our great businesses and the work that's happening there, but 500 plus thousand unemployed. So one would think 
that maybe you just put those 500 plus thousand into those jobs and call it a day. Not happening that easy. So uh, it really means that there's a skills gap. And it's not mm-hmm. just the unemployed, no. Kim. There are underemployed. Underemployed. There, there, there are well. people that they they can do more, but somehow it's not connecting. It's not connecting. And a lot of times, you know, it is not an awareness of what opportunities are. And they've just so, you know, got their heads down trying to do those two jobs or three jobs or whatever the case may be. And I've just never thought about, hey, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm more competitive and can go into those jobs? Because we all have to remember that with unemployment, it's not just state of Florida, but just across the board, that it's youth. Youth have the highest unemployment rate of any category. So when we have adults who are misplaced and working out of area, if you will, that don't take that next step up from an entry level job and go into that next phase or ladder, then it does not open up the window or door for youth to take on those entry level roles that allow them to move um, into the workforce as it is. And there are also in every economy Mm -hmm. people that are just they, they fall through the cracks because they're just, they stopped looking. They're they, unemployed, they but looking. they stopped looking, so they're not showing up anywhere exactly. in any numbers. You're exactly right. And that's always been the misnomer. Everybody says, okay, we're the unemployment number is this. I was like, no, that does not include disenfranchised folks yeah. that have said, okay, no, I'm not in it. I'm not, you know, looking for it. So you mentioned that there are options. There's yes. help available. Tell yes. us. There are at least three big ones that I want to make sure that everybody's aware about. Wakulla County residents want you to know we had an amazing donor, quarter million dollars donated for free training. You can pursue workforce training in cybersecurity and truck driving and HVAC. You just have to have a Wakulla County resident. You just got to be a Wakulla County resident. Okay. So take advantage of that. Gadsden County residents only. Sunshine Health, great partner out of Fort Lauderdale. Um, Largest processor of Medicaid. They have committed a five-year relationship with TCC. Free scholarships covers the full gamut for Ganson County residents in the area of health care. Wow. In the area of healthcare. Whether you go to work for them or not, or is that a contingent? Exactly. So here's the deal. They have, of course, they're a network of uh, partners that they have, but it's not required that you choose one. Of course, we'll highlight them, but it's whatever door you choose to go in for healthcare. Okay. And then lastly, Rebuild. Rebuild is a huge grant that TCC will have for four years that, you know, we talk about the construction industry. This will allow you, you meet the income requirements on Mm -hmm. this one. There is this for that one. But for the income requirements, you can receive free training training in masonry, carpentry, drones, precision agriculture, drones, drones, plumbing, and electrical at no cost. What's the income requirement? It's 200% of the poverty level. Okay. Yeah. So for for that one, but all of the others, Gadsden County resident address, Wakulla County resident address. Yes. So there are opportunities. So I know those of you that are listening, you're like, how can I get this done? Here's your way to get this done. And always easy is one, two, three. It's one, eight, three, three TCC jobs. And we're just talking about those those three areas Mm -hmm. where there's assistance. There are still plenty of options at very low cost. Absolutely. Um, We call it the 90 days or less. And there are other scholarships on top of that. I didn't even talk about those. Yeah. And we've already, we've also talked about the kind of the taste, put your foot in the water and test it kind of program that you guys have been rolling out. We got those. Yeah. We got three more rolling out in August. So intro, yeah. Intro programs that allow you to get the certification and enter that field. You figure out whether you like it and come back and get more. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, plus go through the list. The website, hotoccupationsnow.com. 
That's hotoccupationsnow.com. Scroll on down and you'll see lots of little drop-down menus to click. Oh, the fun doesn't stop here. Find more on his blog, WFLAFM.com, keyword Preston. Yeah, I have to tell you, my blog page is exceptional. It just is. It's brilliant. Just just go there, WFLAFM.com slash Preston. Kim Moore with us. She is uh, Dr. Kim Moore, v- Vice President of Innovation, Tallahassee Community College, always finding ways to meet needs in the business community, kind of linking business needs, industry needs with with people that are looking for work and new careers. Kim, you were just talking about that testing program. I still think that's just brilliant. You know what? And and it's the thing that, you know, scares people. Oftentimes when they think about a one-year degree or certificate or a two-year degree and four-year, and they just can't plan that far. Or they're not sure if they'll like it. Sure, yeah. They want to try it out. So we will be rolling out effective August, so you can register now. But intro to electrical, intro to plumbing, intro to carpentry intro to cybersecurity. I mean, all of those things are, I call it 90 days or less. And you get your foot in the door and just figure out that, hey, this is the thing that I want to explore. The great thing about it is that you can't go wrong because there are industry recognized certifications that you will gain even in that short window that makes you employable. I call it day one. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go through the top 10. Who's hiring? So the top 10 really quickly. So we have registered nurse coming in at number one, software right. developers, managers, sales reps, retail salespersons, first line supervisors of retail yet again, customer service, fast food prep workers, medical and health services managers, and coming out number 10, heavy and tractor trailer truck drivers. Are you surprised retail's still on this list given kind of the way the economy's rolling right now? But people are still buying. That's the thing. Even in it still, people are still buying. So it's a cause for more workers. And it's also the replacement workers, too, that we're seeing. I mean, that's, those are the places where you're also seeing the kind of the revolving in and out. Are food service industries, are, are the restaurants, are they changing to adapt to the fact that they're having trouble finding workers? Um, they are abbreviating their hours. You know, you're seeing what used to be open for lunch and dinner. Now you're just seeing early dinner um, that you're, yeah, for the restaurants or in the hours of operation. Some are more on the drive through model following right. that. And a lot of them are focused on the delivery piece now. Who are the hiring companies out there? are hiring. The state of Florida coming in at number one, Florida State University, Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare, um, Hospital Corporation of America, KPMG, and that's on the professional services. That's what they do. True Leave, Pearson, Ryder System Incorporated, Tallahassee Community College. Yes, we are hiring. And then Walmart Sam's. I wanted to, and, and you might not have this list mm-hmm. pulled, but I just, I, I decided I'd look at it. Mm-hmm. Top employer requested skills. Yes. And what's interesting to me is tops on the list. And this is a skill. Yeah customer service absolutely all day that they you will see makes that sense whether it's a degree required job or you know certificate or experience customer service that is where yeah that employers is like i gotta have those soft skills i can teach them the hard skills but by golly yeah final thing here what what do you think's the most important messaging right now given kind of we're in this weird place kim yeah, we've got yeah. this economy that's spiraling yes and yet we have these amazing job opportunities that are sitting there with people seemingly not filling them 
Invest in yourself. This is the best time, even though it appears like there's no silver lining. This is the best time to reinvent yourself and to be a part of what I believe. I mean, look at what Florida's track record is in terms of creating new jobs and opportunity. Catch the wave. Florida will win. I want to go back in closing to something that we started talking about in the wake of what happened early in COVID. Yes. You, Dr. (laughs) Sensei of Innovation... You came up with the Be Essential plan. Yes. This is the time to create a job for yourself, a set of skills that make you essential. Absolutely. No longer feel vulnerable. Be essential. That's what you got to be. We can help you do that. Again, the phone number to call? one tcc jobs Boom. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Always. Dr. Kim Moore with us this morning, Vice President of Innovation. Every time you see her, I just want you to go over to her and say, give me an idea. I just want an idea. 16 minutes after the hour. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And free. And iHeart's radio station. Always fun talking with Dr. Moore. I, I have to, I catch myself. I've got to remember, she's Dr. Kim Moore. Now, if someone orders me to say it, like that, what, who was that person that was saying, and you shall call me doctor because I've earned it. Uh, someone tweeted out and, and posted that on Facebook or whatever. I Remember that? I briefly remember that, yeah. Yeah. Um, cringe. Yeah, boy. Hashtag cringe. Um <laughs> Cringe pilled, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that way. <laughs> keep me keep me sounding relevant. Uh yeah, I I just I forget, but I I so respect the dedication. I do. If you if you put in the work and the time to become a doctor, my wife's a paper short of being a doctor. She if she wanted to be a doctor, she could just write a paper. And she, boy, can she do could she do that? Uh, my wife's got her specialist degree, so she's she's that one little step writing a, a a doctoral thesis. She's that step away from being a doctor. I'd call my wife Doctor Scott. <laughs> I would say, Doctor, hello, Doctor. Doctor, come come doctor? home, come home from work. Hello, Doctor. Because <laughs> I just I have such regard for people that that do that. And I'm sitting here, I, I will not say uneducated. I am highly educated. I am unschooled. I've I've joked that you could measure the time that I've spent on a college campus taking classes on a wristwatch. I mean, that's it's literally the truth. Um, I respect that path. I respect the path that I took. See, I'm I'm one of those guys that way ahead of the curve telling people vocational, vocational, vocational is just fine. You don't have to go and get a four-year degree. You can for some things. The key, in my opinion, is choosing some kind of path and getting going. You know, in my particular field, in broadcasting, I could make a really strong argument. Now, Grant has his degree in convergence journalism. 
I could make a strong argument. Give me a kid out of high school that has the natural gifting and interest and put him in the in the radio station working, doing whatever. Doesn't matter. And in four years, they'll be further along than the guy with the degree. Just because of time and opportunity. And and so, you know, everything's different. All the fields are different. And it's really, it's I am happy to see people starting to question, I don't necessarily have to go to to school for four years i can get a specialist i can get a specialist certification in a year or in you know less than a year or in two years and i can be on my way i love it i love it i remember in college we would joke that the degree gets you your first job and then everything else is what work have you done basically everything from there is um simply resume building what are the skills you have how much time have you worked the degree most people are like okay you've got a degree cool but they don't i I feel like really considering the nuance of the degree like oh did you get the right minor did you do this that and the other while you were Mm -hmm. in college and it's been 20 years no one looks at that you know i i look at my life and i would say objectively that I have a four-year bachelor's degree in religion and perhaps a master's in Christianity from a theological perspective, from a theological study perspective. Secondarily, I'd say I have a doctorate in broadcasting in the field, in the profession, broadcasting and journalism. I... I will sit on a panel next to anybody, anywhere, with as many letters as they have in front of their name and after their name and argue about the finer points of journalism, print, broadcast, you name it. Life, just life experience, just life, being out working. And I have worked since I was a junior in high school. I've worked constantly, always worked, and in, and in that have learned so much. All right, we come back. We've got news, big story in the press box, and hello? Yeah, question mark. Hello? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Show with Preston Scott. Like a bantha. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Related stories here, a little evolving, a big story in the press box this morning. Overdose deaths hitting record levels in Oregon. 
because they decriminalized what just about everything hard drugs it is uh right now the streets of downtown portland being described as an open-air drug market oh my gosh heroin meth fentanyl use is rampant visible on city streets Portland police officers drive by homeless addicts buying and using. In November, voters overwhelmingly passed Measure 110, Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Act. 58% of the votes decriminalized the possession of small amounts of hard drugs, heroin, meth, cocaine, fentanyl. As a law, maximum punishable fine, $100. Sixteen months into it, drug overdose de- overdose deaths hit an all-time high in 2021 with 1,069, a 41% increase from the previous year. Few people getting into treatment. And it's going worse. I, I don't... I. I don't know what to say. I, I got nothing. This is what you voted for. And anyone with an ounce of common sense knows you make it easier for people to use a highly addictive substance. They will become even more addicted and abuse it because you're chasing a high. I've never done drugs. I've never had a drink, but I understand the science of it. And your body becomes desensitized. A kid's first beer or or whatever probably gives them a little bit of a buzz. And then they're chasing that. And over time, it takes two beers. And then over time, it takes three and four and five. And there you go. It's the same thing with drug use. It starts very, very small. Your body acclimates and you need more to attain that same high. I don't have to have done it to understand it. I I don't have to do or experience something to know or understand the consequences. It connects to the a, a big story we've talked about all morning, which is folded dollar bills showing up in one county in Tennessee. It's likely happening all over the country. Neatly folded dollar bills and children people are picking them up they unfold the bill and out comes a tiny infinitesimal amount of fentanyl or meth or both in this case both are being laced together the amount of fentanyl that is that is being contained inside these folded dollar bills is enough to kill a person skin contact not likely to cause much of a problem if you immediately understand what's going on and wash your hands, etc. But imagine a young person. If you even know you came in contact with it. You wipe your eye. Yeah. You touch your mouth. Or you dab it on your tongue to taste. What is that? It looks like powdered sugar. And so the the warning here from this particular sheriff's office, it's it's in a flyer form. It's It's worth noting for everybody parents tell your kids of all ages do not pick up 
a folded dollar bill. Get an adult and understand what's going on. The likelihood of there being a problem. And why someone's doing this, why people are doing this. Why did why did why does anybody do things that are evil? Forty minutes after the hour, come back with a hello. Hello? And it's traffic, weather, sports, entertainment, and the, the truth. truth. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Tomorrow on the program, U.S. Congressman Michael Waltz. What's the beef? Dad joke, the bee. Tips on being a morning person, maybe. Might fit that in. I don't know. But this is this segment I, I wrote down, and I, there was actually going to be two, but hello kind of the tap on the window wake somebody up who's falling asleep in the parking lot hello just kind of a generic awakening if you will got a note from a listener jeff sent me uh sent me this the terrorist attacks no one is talking about it's the attacks on on pro-life clinics across the country yeah where's that coverage even in a lot of conservative media 23 of them so far 23 attacks. We're talking bombings. Vandalism. Molotov cocktails through windows. Um, apparently, there's a group called Jane's Revenge. They're the latest sickos out there. Who's Jane? Do we know who they named it? Why they named it Jane? Just generic, like Jane Doe kind of? Exactly. Got it. More than likely, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. And again, 23 different attacks so far. Whatever happened to Merrick Garland? Remember remember the promise? Back last fall, the department will provide support for federal law enforcement. From federal law enforcement, when an abortion clinic or reproductive health center is under attack, not tolerate violence against those seeking to obtain or provide reproductive health services. That's what this is. These clinics provide reproductive health services. And that guy was going to be a Supreme Court justice. What, what are you doing? What aren't you doing? That's the, hello, number one. Number two, do you know anything, uh, do, you, do you know anything about the uh, shooting at a Texas summer camp this week? Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think you knew that a 42-year-old with a gun entered a summer camp in Duncanville, Texas, 8.43 in the morning on uh, Monday, 250 children there, camp counselor confronted the gunman, lobby of the school as the children were ushered by staff to an area behind locked doors, so quick thinking, quick thinking. Police got there quickly, killed him. He fired shots, at least one, towards children, no one was hurt. Praise God. No coverage. Why? You would think another attempted mass shooting at a school, in this case a summer camp, in Texas would get some notice. Ah, but the shooter happens to be black. I'm just pointing out a fact. Does that have anything to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. Hello. How about this story? 
this story was covered by Fox, U.S. News and World Report, and local. I've not found anything. Now, it could exist. I'm, I'm stating up front. The coverage could exist of this story. I couldn't find it yesterday when I searched. I found local outlets only along with Fox and U.S. News and World Report. I've seen the video. Police officers pulled over a driver. Talking to the driver, minor traffic violation, no big deal. Car pulls up. You could tell driving kind of aggressively, almost as if the the person driving up had been called by the person being pulled over. It 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 was too, and I I haven't seen the postscript on this story. It just seemed too intentional to me. You know what I mean? Sort of like if 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 dad were called by the kid to a I I got pulled over on the side of the road. Um, dad, I need your help. And dad pulls up. You know what I mean? That kind of pulling up intentional. Guy pulls up, puts the car in park. Police officer is heard saying, who are you? And he immediately has his hand on his firearm, his his, his sidearm. Guy gets out of the car, jumps out of the car, black male, hatchet in his hand, starts rushing towards the police officer when he's shot and killed. No, what are you doing? Who are you? Thankfully, the officer responded appropriately, called medics immediately, announced, I've been attacked, shots fired, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's all on tape. Uh, someone else videotaped it too. Uh, his dash cam car, I think, has it. He, I, I mean, his body cam has it. Where's the reporting of that? Hello? Busy show already set for tomorrow. Best way to end the show today because I just... We just need this. Next, no rent. Batic half care. My boss been wet. Palmist. True under dash dubbed depression. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today I am going to teach you how to speak Bidenese. I'm going to teach you a few words and then we'll get the proper pronunciation and context from the master himself, President Joe Biden. The first word I'm going to teach you today is next no rent. Next no rent. President Biden will now demonstrate this word for us. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical. It's not hypothetical. Next, no strength. Okay, the next word we've got is badikef care. Badikef care. Say it. Bad- Try it. Badikef bad- care. President Biden. Barack and I think it's a right for people to have badikef care. Next, my bus been wet. Now, a common error on this one is people put the stress on the wrong syllable. It's not my bus been wet. It's not my bus been wet. It's my bus been wet. Say it. My bus, bus been, been wet. Bus been. My bus been wet. Next, we have a word that's, that's much simpler. 
Palmist. Palmist. Can you say palmist? <laughs> President Biden, palmist. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist with the palmist who wrote these following words. All right, now that you've got four words in the bag, we're going to move on to a really complex Bidenese word. Do you think you're ready for it? Yes. You're going to really have to pay attention here. Uh, this is sort of advanced level Bidenese. Very long word, okay? This is what it is. It's a very long word. Are you ready? True under dash dubba depressure. True under dash dubba depressure. One word. One word. True under dash dubba depressure. Say it a little more quickly. True under dash dubba depressure. True under dash dubba depressure. President Biden, go. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international dubba depressure. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. <laughs> That's from Not the Bee. Uh, how to speak Bidenese, and uh, you can find that clip if you dig deep enough on my uh, on my blog page. <sighs> Fed raised the interest rate seventy five basis points. What does that mean? What, what do you mean seventy five basis points? Uh, I think that's roughly three quarters of a point, and uh, what that means is that the cost of borrowing money is going up. The cost of your credit cards is going up. Pay down your debt. Pay off your credit cards. That's what that means. Uh, It means the Fed has created this problem and now is trying to deal with it by raising interest rates. And that's fine. That's how you deal with inflation. The problem is that's, that's how you feed a recession. So there you go. That's what happens when you print a bunch of money. You just create financial chaos. That's what happens when you create regulatory nightmares and you cut the sustainable energy source of a country. You bleed it dry. There you go. And he has the audacity to blame the the oil manufacturers. That's just what's crazy about all this. Uh, make sure your kids aren't picking up folded dollar bills. Seriously, do not let them do it. Teach them. They're being found with fentanyl tucked inside, and just a tad bit of it will kill them. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.